You're tuned in to the Practice Squad, where we go beyond the sidelines and into the heart of the game. Anytime you look at a sports team, there are guys who just jump off the page at you right away. You're Giannis Antetokounmpo's. Giannis finishes ferociously. You're Mike Trout's. Wow, number 40 for the three-time MVP, Mike Trout. And you're Patrick Mahomes of the world. Fires downfield, caught, touchdown, only Mahomes. Then behind your superstars, you have the coaches who are probably recognized next. Who could forget a Vince Lombardi, a Greg Popovich, or a Casey Stengel? And of course, all the starters are seen too, day in and day out there out in front of the fans, putting on a show and trying to help their team win. The Wisconsin wrestling team is no different. They have their own superstars in Austin Gomez, Dean Hamidi, and Braxton Amos. Well, just look at his calves and his thighs. I mean, my goodness, the lower body physique of Braxton Amos is something to admire. Got tree trunks for cats there. And they have their own easily recognizable coaches in Chris Bono, Seth Gross, and John Reeder. You want to talk about an athlete. Jonathan Reeder is an absolute beast. You could make an argument that he has been the most dominant wrestler in his weight class all year. And yet, there's another group that I didn't mention. A group that tends to miss out on most of the shine. They don't see live action most of the time and are almost exclusively relegated to the sidelines. I'm of course talking about the bench players. You don't see them, but you may be surprised at just how much they really bring to the table. Once again, Badger Wrestling is no different. They have their own group of guys behind the scenes who do just as much scrapping as the stars and quite a bit more haggling when they're in the field house. One of those guys is Gavin Model, a name that you probably wouldn't recognize unless you're from Stoughton, Wisconsin. In this episode, you'll be hearing from him about what he does and how he got to where he is today along with aforementioned star Braxton Amos and coach John Reeder on their respective journeys and how the reserves are the cogs that keep this machine running. I'm Riley Yauk, and this is The Bench Mob. seven minutes on the mat I don't really hear anything mm -hmm. other than you know I'll hear the coaches um, I'll hear like the volume of the crowd as yeah. weird as that sounds like I mm -hmm. you know I, I can hear the noise but I don't hear what's going on um, outside of those seven minutes I love hearing our guys you know it, it's especially the one that comes to mind immediately is, is Gavin model he is chirping whoever the other wrestlers, the other coaches, the other fans, the entire time, and it's it's awesome. Because he's saying some of the stuff that us on the bench can't say. I'm just trying to give, get in anybody's head I possibly can. That's really like all I was, that's really all I try to do when I'm yelling. And for the most part, I mean, it doesn't really work. I never really see like a crazy amount of feedback from it from another team, but every once in a while, a coach will look over and we'll like all notice and we'll get loud and crazy, but mm -hmm. yeah. 
My big, the big one that I remember is um, against Nebraska the previous year, uh, Mark Manning, their head coach, kept standing up, and he just doesn't sit down very often, so mm. I was screaming at him. I told him to sit down. I was like, sit down, Mark, whatever, and then he kept standing up, and I said, you stand up one more time. We're taking your chair away from the next year you come. And I'm sure they couldn't get away with that, but I also just like scream, like sit down to every coach that stands up. Now that's kind of my thing. I think that when you're talking about the guys that if you want to call them reserves or those guys are, they, they bring so much value to this program because there is only 10 guys that can start in the starting lineup, right? At one dual meet, there's only 10 guys that are going to, that are going to step onto the mat. So you're, you're carrying 30 plus guys on a, on a team that's 20 plus guys that are not going to be wrestling in the spotlight that night. So you got 20 of your brothers that play a valuable role. Number one in preparing those athletes to go out there and compete. But those are those brothers. Those, you know, anytime it's like going to a fight, right? It's like you're there for your brothers, you know? So to hear those guys in the background and their passion for their brothers and, you know, those are guys you're sweating with and eating with and training with and, you know, sleeping with and just every, you spend your whole day with those guys. So of course, they're going to have so much passion for those guys that are seven foot on the mat. And it's for us, that's, that's a very important part is, um, is to get those guys involved. And we're always trying to figure out new and inventive ways to make sure those guys are involved and they're heard and they're felt when they're on the bench. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I want my guys to, when they look over, they see their teammates up cheering, you know, they're just as excited as we are as coaches because the guys that are on the mat, they feel that energy. They feel that energy, and it's it's um, you know it's in a very small snapshot of that brotherhood that we share. And, and wrestling is a very unique sport, but um, no doubt, I know as an athlete looking back on my own career, I wanted to look in my corner and know my teammates had my back, but also my coaches, and that's a, that's a very Im- important part. I can't speak enough about how important those guys are, those those 20 guys, so to speak, that are not in the spotlight from day to day or the guys that are not competing or they're not, you know, that household name like the rest of the 10. Those guys play such, an, such a valuable part from the day in and the day out because those are the guys that are sharpening the iron, so to speak. When we talk about our program, it's about, you know, effort and attitude, you know, competitive spirit, self-accountability. You need those other 20 guys to, to truly buy into that philosophy. If they don't, then they're not sharpening those starters. And we need those, we need those starters to be challenged and, and pushed and motivated and uplifted and um, on a daily basis, mm-hmm. you know. And if those guys aren't doing it, and, and, and then long story short too, there is going to be times where starters get hurt or they're not going to wrestle every single match. You've got to have, you've got to have that trust and um, reliability in a guy to be able to take that call. And we tell our guys, nobody registers until the Big Ten Championships. Or you might your number might be called, so you better be ready for that opportunity. And um, all you can ask for in life is an opportunity. If you get called on, you better be ready to go. And that's why every single day in our program, it's super important that those guys, they, they live the same lifestyle our starters do. No, no, no one person is bigger than the program and no one person is treated differently. Um, I think, like I said, it's a very easy philosophy and a lifestyle in this program. 
like I said, com, you know, competitive spirit, hustle and effort and attitude, and uh, just self accountability is what we're all about. And if you can do that from 30 guys, you got a really strong culture in your program. I love our team culture, I love our environment, but I can't participate in that as much as, you know, as others get to. It's awesome, you know, kind of feeling the energy from those guys. Um, and then, you know, outside of the, you know, competition day, you know, they're, they're the backbone of the team. You know, I, I wouldn't have made it through this season or last season without some of the practice partner guys. Um, you know, the guys that are there day in and day out making sure that, you know, we're, you know, the days that, you know, I, I might not want to have to go 100% are the days that they're making sure that I give 110% and they're trying to break me in practice because that's what I need. Staying motivated, it, it can be tough sometimes. Uh, especially my freshman year, there wasn't a whole lot of like opportunities to wrestle in competition. Mm -hmm. So it was tough because you were training towards something that was really not there. But now that you know I, we wrestle in opens and everything, that's basically what I put my mind to is just kind of focusing on getting better and doing better at those. And then, I mean, obviously the end goal for me is like I want to start and be one of those guys. Mm -hmm. So it's always grinding to get to that point and just trying to get better and in little areas and be honestly it comes down to just getting those guys better and then in turn it gets me better if you're not if you're not traveling with them and there's no open or anything mm -hmm. and we're just here we're training so we'll we'll come in here and get a workout in it's usually right away in the morning mm -hmm. um newton smirchek st sticks around for us and he's a coach and he'll help run us through a practice just basically it's on our own we'll show up and get our work done mm -hmm. I mean, it kind of comes down, like the motivation, it kind of comes down, you know, the coaches aren't going to tell you, like, you got to come in. They're not going to, like, hark, like hunt you down and hark at you and stuff like that. It comes down to, like, what you want to do and what your goals are and what you kind of, like, do you really want to, like, everybody says, do you want to, like, I want to be a national champ. But, like, it's cute to say it, but you got to do the stuff that you don't want to do pretty much to mm -hmm. become one. So it's, it's, it's uh, when we have those days that the coaches aren't here those are the days kind of that you see the people that actually want to get better and want to like care and stuff I mean you see guys are in here today and they're getting yeah. stuff in so it's kind of they don't need the coaches to see they're just doing it on their own so and I think that's what's cool about this sport is the people that work the hardest obviously are the people that usually are the like people that are on top of the podium. Sport is hard to do alone I know there's a, an individual aspect and, and certainly a team aspect but it's very hard to do alone. You know, it's always easier for me to get on a treadmill with my buddy next to me. Whereas it's, it's mm -hmm. difficult, I can make that decision to say no when it's just me. Yeah. You know, I don't want to let my buddy down. So once you get guys that are all, all about that, 30 to 30 deep, that they're, uh, they're holding themselves accountable and they want to be reliable to the teammates, it just pushes the program further and further. For the most part, I'm trying to help those guys any way possible because I know like hopefully at one point I'm going to be in their position and guys like me We'll be doing the same thing. And that's really what it comes down to is just if somebody needs, I mean, Felix, he runs off into the back all the time with Lamont after he gets done wrestling and hand fights with them mm -hmm. after every match. And like yeah. people don't see that, but it's those little things help our starters like stay ready, get ready, and cool down and all that stuff. And that's kind of like, I mean, Reader preaches it is like those guys are starters, but like I just said, like hopefully one day we will be. And then our guys or our people in our position are going to do the same for us be mentored as as I'm mentoring has definitely been interesting mm -hmm. um, but also a fun challenge because you know like he, 
like with Mikey, you know, me working with him on something, and then he turns around and burns me on it. Kind of, <laughs> you know, it's it's a bittersweet thing of like, well, shit. All right, <laughs> it works now. Uh, all right, how do I stop this though? Because you know, some of the positions that him and I get in. You know, I'm going to be in, in a match sooner or later. Um, and it's important for, for, like he said, for everybody to be the best version of themselves. Um, and I think our guys being, you know, being on point with, you know, everything that the starting 10 have, have to be on point on is, is very important in that. And, you know, it's, I think the relationship with, between the starters and, and the other 20 guys is super important, you know, and, and keeping each other accountable. Um, you know, not just on a academic wrestling and, and social life level, but just from a personal standpoint, you know, and, you know, hey, instead of going and sitting in the dorms all night, you know, come over to the apartment, hang out, let's go, let's watch the fights. You know, mm -hmm. you guys, yep. you know, it's, it's a Saturday night, uh, you know, I'm not stupid, I know what goes on Saturday nights here, um, come on over, let's, you know, Bellator's on tonight, UFC's on tonight, you know. There's no point in us going around down, you know, run around downtown. I know what's down there. It's not winning is more fun than having fun is fun. Every day you start at zero. Every single day you start at zero. No matter, I don't care if you did what you did yesterday. I don't care if you did everything right yesterday. You start today at zero and then you do it again. And then, all right, you don't feel like getting up and doing it. You do it anyways. You know, and then once we get guys that want to do that, but also their reserves. This, this interview is about the, the the guys that are in the in the in the background. When you get guys that want to do that as reserves, that's that's a very powerful, um, powerful culture. Long term goal is a national champ, and like I said, yeah, it's cute to say it, but you got to kind of put in the work. Um, but I always go back to my dad saying, if you're gonna set your goals low, you're gonna meet your standards low. So it's like, if I say I just want to be an All-American, I probably won't even All-American. Mm -hmm. So it's like, reach for the stars, because you might as well, you're in the position to. You know, I've opened myself up to the opportunity, thankfully, to be able to wrestle for a Division One national title. Mm -hmm. So why not try to go get it, and why not just push myself to try to get it? So, yeah, that's my, my, that's my big goal, is just national champ, and then obviously everything above, like below that, I want to win. And, get a Big Ten title and all that stuff, you know, compete at the highest level and have fun with it. And, you know, like you said, I only got two or three years left, so that's not very, I mean, that's not a lot in the scheme of life. So, I mean, might as well just go hard pretty much for two years. Who knows what will happen in the coming years for Gavin and the rest of the program, but it's safe to say that a national championship certainly isn't out of the question, and the future appears to be in very good hands in no small part because of the bench mob. This podcast was written and produced by myself, Riley Yauk, and is a part of the Practice Squad Podcast Network. Thank you all for listening, and remember, behind every great team is a practice squad. Practice squad.